0: Welcome to the podcast at ThatGuitarLover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. In the days after Christmas this past year, I looked to the Boxing Week sales to see if I could find a bass amplifier that would do what I wanted at a price that I was willing to spend. I already own two bass amps, an old Fender Solid State Bassman and a slightly newer Ampeg Micro CL100. Both are fine amplifiers, but neither is set up for DI out, so no direct recording. And to be candid, neither particularly inspires me to play. And I love playing the bass. The challenge is that bass amplifiers need to have a lot of power on tap for proper rendition of the lowest frequencies. And this, of course, raises the cost and makes them less flexible at home. I thought that I had found one. There was a mark-based combo with two 10-inch speakers and a tweeter in a wedge shape. I picked it up and didn't play it before leaving the store because it was Boxing Day, and I had prior experience playing mark-based products in the past and liked them. Unfortunately, it was a mistake on my part. After humping the darn thing out of the car and up the stairs, I plugged it in and... nothing. No lights, no sound, nothing. Ah. So I contacted the dealer and they advised me to bring it back. It was probably just a fuse, but they wanted to check it out. So I repacked the thing and again, humped it down the stairs and into the car. The dealer was very responsive. They checked the amp out, not a fuse. It was just plain DOA. No replacement units available. So I took my full refund and left a bit disappointed. Later that evening, I was sitting with my four string Fender PJ noodling, as I often do with the bass, as I find it opens up new musical avenues for me when I do this. As I mentioned, the bass is labeled a Fender Precision Ultra, although it comes with a stacked pair of Precision pickups that behave as a single humbucker, as well as a jazz bass-like single coil bridge pickup. The bass can be set as active or passive. I find it very, very comfortable to play, and very relaxing. Some time ago, before I had built decent recording skills, I bought a bass preamp unit that could feed an interface via DI, or go direct into an FRFR speaker. I connected an unused HeadRush 108 FRFR just for fun to the preamp. I'd done a lot of research at the time into recording preamps and had bought this EBS MicroBase 3 bass preamp system. If you've not heard of EBS, they're based out of Sweden and their products are highly respected by professional players. The MicroBase 3 is an all analog preamp with two channels, a built-in compressor and an effects loop. I set the MicroBase 3 up with the bass plugged in directly because the unit has a built-in tuner, and I put two venerable diamond pedals in the effects loop, an original memory lane delay, and a halo chorus. Ampeg has made for years a bass chorus pedal that is on a ton of records. The halo is similar, but simply a better chorus. Sadly, diamond shut down during the pandemic, although I hear that another Canadian manufacturer is reopening that product line. That's very good news indeed, although not specific to this topic. As I mentioned, the MicroBase 3 preamp is all analog. It doesn't try to model another amp or use IRs to simulate cabinets. If I need that, I have those capabilities in the quad cortex and the Kemper. The beauty of the MicroBase 3 is it is massively flexible in terms of tonal control, runs on 9-volt power, and fits in the front pocket of a gig bag. It also has dual XLR outs, the ability to run in stereo, an auxiliary in, and a headphone out for effectively silent practice. While my initial intent was for recording only, it does sound great through an FRFR speaker, and I've since swapped out that HeadRush 108 for a HeadRush 112. I confess I like the sound of the larger speaker cone better in this case. I could also run it directly into a PA mixer for a gig and not have to carry an amplifier at all. That in itself is not a new idea. Tech 21 NYC has offered similar devices for years and their best known offerings for bass are the multiple units that have Getty Lee's endorsement on them. Rush fans will know that Mr. Lee has not used a traditional bass amplifier for some time, consistently going direct-to-house from his bass preamps. In fact, he filled the empty stage space formerly occupied by amplifiers with clothes dryers and then rotisserie chicken ovens just to have some form of backline occupiers. Thus, while I'm disappointed that the amp I bought, which did have DI out along with voluminous power and a proper effects loop, turned out to be a complete waste of my time, it has helped me conclude that the best bass amp for me is no amp at all. The EBS MicroBase 3 serves all my needs. I also want to thank reader John, who took the time to send in a query prior to me posting this episode, but after I had written it. John wanted to know if he should go with a small bass amp or a preamp type DI box when he's playing live. I told him that the EBS MicroBase 3 is the right solution for me, But some folks want a real amp on stage. And those needs are different. So the answer to the question of small stage amp or direct-to-PADI box is always going to be, it depends. And it's on you that it depends. I hope that this episode has helped resolve some questions on this subject. But always feel free to send an email or post a comment. I read and respond to all. As always, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe to the articles and this podcast so you get notification when a new one is posted. I'm Ross, and until next time, peace.